Hey, what's up everyone? Excited for today's episode with Mary Sheehan at Adobe. This is the first episode that really dives into product launches and Mary is so, so good here. So good in fact that we went way over in our conversation. So we decided to split this one up into two parts. Today is part one of product launches with Mary Sheehan and we'll hit you up with part two next week. In Sharebird news, there are so many exciting jobs in the job portal this week so many that you almost need a project management tool to sort them all out. Something like Asana maybe, who is actually looking to hire a product marketing manager focused on adoption and growth. See what I did there? Yes, you, you did. Asana is an amazing Bay Area company. Uh, check that one out. They are very, very cool. Awesome opportunity for a product marketer there. Sharebird.com slash job dash portal is where you'll find that job and many, many more. The Product Marketing Experts is brought to you by Crayon. Crayon is an awesome tool for PMMs. Crayon analyzes key trends and makes acting on insight easy. This means dynamically updated battle cards, alerts, dashboards, and much more. Crayon is a great tool for marketers looking to maintain differentiated messaging, improve sales win rates, and much more. Check them out at crayon.co. All right, let's go. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Product Marketing Experts brought to you by Sharebird. I'm your host, Marcus Andrews, and today we are going to dive deep into products launches. I'm so freaking excited for this one. I have recorded close to 15 episodes of this show, and just by chance, we have yet to talk to a product launch expert, which totally blows my mind. Product launches are by far the most valuable and most underrated marketing strategy today in my mind. I don't even think that's that controversial of a statement. There's just no other single effort that really unites your entire company like a product launch. It pulls leadership, products, marketing, and sales together to create a specific moment in time where you capture as much attention as possible and directly turn that into new revenue or product adoption. It helps you break through the noise, and really, really force multiplies the impact of your team because everyone is working together. Product launches create alignment, they motivate product, they push marketing, they inspire sales, they dazzle the market, and when done well, they will generate more revenue than any other marketing strategy that your team can pull off. So uh, they're super, super important. The only case that I can see against making product launches the operating system for your product marketing team and maybe even your business is that they are really, really hard to pull off. Getting that type of alignment is not easy, especially as you grow. Launches are super stressful. Product might hate being on marketing schedule. Marketing might hate having to talk so much about the product. Sales might not like having to learn new things. The complexity of big launches can be totally overwhelming. So we really, really need a product marketing expert to help us here. And we've got a good one. Mary Sheehan is the product marketing group manager at Adobe. Mary has quarterbacked somewhere between 250 and 300 launches. I'm not joking. Uh, she has done them at high growth startups like AdRoll and at tech giants like Adobe and Google. And she's also writing a short book on the topic that she will release this fall. So super excited for that. Mary, how are you doing? Hi, Marcus. I'm great. Thanks so much for having me. I can't believe I'm the first product launcher to come on the show. I know. It's wild, right? It's just the way it happened, I suppose. But uh, yeah, super excited to get into it. I mean, I really do think the product launch is underrated. It just kind of becomes one of the things that's in the product marketer's tool belt. But I've just seen the impact that it can have. And I really think that uh, more companies could benefit from 
from really investing in it. I totally agree. Yeah. And I think it's a lot more than just a checklist. I think that's what a lot of people think about. Oh, okay. We have a date. We have this checklist. Let's just go. There's so much more that goes into it. So much alignment, so many talking to different teams, understanding your customers' needs and wants. And I think everything can really center around that product launch moment from the messaging and positioning to the way that you're talking about the product and how it works and really everything. So I'll, I'll try to share some, some knowledge today about how to bring it all together. Awesome. So before we dig into product launches, can you just tell us you know, quickly about how you got into product marketing? Yeah, definitely. So I actually started my career in sales. So an unlikely path to product marketing, but starting at Google, realized quickly that my favorite part of selling and working as an account manager and then as an account executive was that I loved putting the story together to talk to our clients. I loved putting that deck together that really shared kind of the vision of where we were going with what our offering was, how to handle things like objections, how to really make sure that everything we were trying to say about the product and our initiatives were really coming together in a crisp way. And as I got a little bit further in my career, I noticed people started asking me pretty frequently for those decks and asked me to help lead trainings on objection handling and insights about their clients and things like that. So I thought, huh, I wonder if there is a role in which you can do this as your core primary objective, really understanding the customer and then bringing that message to them directly. So there was product marketing. I thought it was a really good fit. I had the really great opportunity to be able to make the shift internally at Google. And uh, here I am today. Um, yeah, but since then, I've um, since starting at a pretty big company, I have bounced around quite a bit to uh, many startups. I started my own consulting business, which I'm still running today and have uh, a handful of small clients that I'm working with. And then I am currently at Adobe and loving it. But yeah, product marketing has been the theme of my career, I think at least for the last nine or 10 years. I see no end in sight. <laughs> it's awesome. We were joking about how much uh, we have in common these days, Mary. And I also worked at Google and uh, I was in a value solutions team. There was no product marketers on our team. I was doing this work where I was building these decks that... Uh, you know, would turn the product into a story and the sales team loved them. And they're like, oh, you know, we got to get, we got to get more of these. And I'm like, what is this role? And <laughs> I figured it out. So um, super similar to you there. That's um, awesome. I had no idea. Yeah. <laughs> why is a launch in general valuable? Like why not just release products as they happen? Yeah. Great question. And I've certainly started at smaller companies where I've had to more or less fight the product managers to get this point across. <laughs> but yeah. um, two different aspects of why launches are really important in my mind. So one is internally, and this is probably the most important reason, but it really makes you get all of your ducks in a row, make sure that everything is ship shape and working for your customers. So it's not just a release, it's a way to make sure that the value you are providing to your customers with that product is expressed in the right way. Mm -hmm. And also it really makes sure that the product is working in the way that your customer thinks it should. So by having a launch date, there's a little bit more or probably a lot more attention on it internally to make sure that everything is right and in the uh, correct way that you're meaning to talk about it and have it work so it's actually able to make that impact to the customer. Um, yeah. So I, I think that you know when you're thinking about that internal impact, it's really about 
who the product is for, why anyone would care, and then the what you're trying to accomplish. And then similarly, I think launches are really valuable externally because it helps you have a moment in the market that you might not otherwise have. If you have, you know, releases coming out all the time, um, which we certainly have at pretty much every company I've worked at, including um, Adobe Today, if you don't really put a launch moment around it, it can get really lost in the mix. I think that customers will have a really hard time understanding what they should really care about. You know, is this more important than something else that, you know, that's more of a cosmetic or a bug fix. So having a launch moment really can help make sure that they understand that this is important and ultimately really drive your business. Um, and I think one thing I want to mention is that when I think about launches, um, I, you know, obviously there's kind of a tiered approach. Every, every quarter you're not going to have 12 huge launches that get, you know, front page of the financial times or whatever publication you're trying to target. But I think even for those smaller launches, making sure that it's a definable launch moment helps you control that message and really accomplishes all the things that I've gone over, you know, getting your team in line and then making sure that your customers know what to do with it and how it will impact their lives and ultimately help drive the business. So when I'm talking about launches, there's a few that will stand out to your business probably every quarter or even every year. But even for those smaller launches, I think it's really important to have a plan around them and make sure that you're having the same diligence around them as well. Otherwise, it will feel just like a release, something that's kind of gone out without a lot of thought about the communication plan. Yeah, some great points in there. I think that how you're talking about the product launch is like a forcing function for product is really important just because sometimes the product teams, you know, they're always solving for the customer. And I think a lot of product teams, you know, think in kind of like ongoing updates to the product versus like, you know, they're shipping product once or twice a year, something like that. It's a continuous stream of updates. And so it's kind of always a work in progress, right? So like when you do create this launch moment, it's almost like this for forcing function for product where they have to, you know, put some wrappers around the things that they're building and it can be really, really good for them. And then that moment in time and the tiers, I think is also really important. I think one thing we struggle with at HubSpot is that we have a very clear defined playbook for the largest launches and the smallest launches, but there's kind of this in between land that gets a little bit murky sometimes mm -hmm. and we need to probably uh, button that up. So awesome thoughts there. Is there any launch from your career that you're like really, really proud of as an example of one of these? Yeah, definitely. And I, I think the, the term forcing function really comes to mind when I think about probably my favorite launch. So it was a launch for AdRoll and we were launching a new product called Prospecting. And there was a lot riding on this internally and externally for us because it was not just a new product. It was actually an opportunity for us to reposition our entire company outside of being just for retargeting and into kind of a larger marketing tech offering. So it was a really big moment. And the team at that point hadn't really had to be held very strictly to launch dates on the product side. So there was not really a reason that it mattered that the launch was June 1st or August 1st in a, a previous timeline. So what was really cool about this is that we started very early. We started probably about nine months early working with the product team, the Eng team. I think I was having weeklies with the VP of Eng to make sure that things were on track because we planned a huge launch moment, um, including 
a launch party, a new website, new sales story, sales certification. I mean, pretty much everything that we could have possibly thrown at this, including press. Um, and it really had to hit on that date. Um, of course, we had some snags along the way. The product turned out that we legally could not have it available in certain regions, um, you know, for the way that we were handling data until um, a future timeline. So it ended up being a U.S. only launch that we rolled out to other regions. So had to work really closely with those international teams to make sure that they had the launch plan, that they had their own activities going. But it was really great. I feel like it was something that everyone was talking about internally. They knew the game plan. They knew the messaging. I think at one point, um, because it was a repositioning, I recall going to the engineering team meeting and telling them about how to talk about our product now, if they were at a party or if they're trying to explain it to their friends at Thanksgiving <laughs> or something like that. So just really cool things that you wouldn't normally think of yourself doing as a marketer, but we were really trying to make sure everyone understood that this wasn't just a product launch. This was a way to reposition our, our entire company. And frankly, it was really successful. The launch date uh, was kept. I was really proud about that. We were able to talk about it, demo it live at the event that we had planned. We got a lot of press pickup. Um, the the website went up on time. Um, you know, all the all the bits and pieces came together, and it was exhausting to get all the different pieces in line. But it was really really cool, and I, I think we ended up celebrating. I'm recalling being at a karaoke bar after our big event with all the yeah. ad rollers in, in New York City, and. We just had a great time. So it was great. And then it, I think, you know, ultimately that launch moment went really well. We got a lot of momentum and then the product did really well too. We had a lot of adoption and then ultimately really did lay the foundation for our company to reposition. And now you'll even see Adroll, they have many offerings and they've um, recently done a rebrand. Uh, their, their parent company is known as Nextroll. So really proud that I could be part of that stepping stone and that strategy could really come to life through this launch. And it was more than just checking the boxes and getting that product out the door. Yeah, super interesting. And I think that shows some of the complexity. I mean, I don't even know how big AdRoll was at that time, right? But that's a very complex global launch you're talking about there, right? There's a lot lot going on Mm -hmm. with these. Yeah, 500 Uh, people. And so that's a lot of people to make sure that all the leadership knows what's what's going on and and how it's going to be rolled out and why they should care about it. So yeah, really proud of that one. And I've tried to emulate that for, you know, that approach, even for smaller launches as I've, I've worked through my career. Yeah. And it's great. I think that, you know, thinking about thinking big about the launch too, like you clearly did there where it's like, okay, this is a product launch, but we're also going to turn it into an opportunity to reposition the whole company. That's pretty exciting, right? And so then you have this, like, you've got a bunch of stuff going on in there. You've got a repositioning effort, inclusive with media, but there's also a product element of it. Like, you know, there's a lot, you're accomplishing a ton with that single launch, which is pretty interesting. Yeah, it was, it was, quite an undertaking and, you know, took up, I think, at least a year of my life, but it was really awesome. And I got to work really closely with the CMO, you know, the CEO was really involved in a lot of the respects and of course, all the sales and product leadership. So it was a, it was a great one and kind of helped me to understand that I really like this and it was, you know, it was worth all the effort that goes into it to really make an impact. Yeah, absolutely. I think you know, the certainly high visibility work, right, when it's so cross-functional and so important. So um, what is the role, I guess in your mind, what is the role of the product marketer in a launch? Like, how do you think about what the product marketer brings to that launch? 
So, yeah, I love this question. I've been thinking about it. I really think that the product marketer is the CEO of the launch. Maybe you could call them the CMO or the GM, but I, I think they are ultimately responsible for it going well or for it not going well. You are the face of it. You are making sure that the planning is correct, that you have the right team on board, that you're anticipating any problems, that you're bringing together all of the metrics and adoption goals. You're rallying all the various teams that you need to work with. So if I can think of any role in an organization where you are most similar to, it's really the CEO. It's your, your butt's on the line basically for this yeah. launch. Yeah. You got CEO, but with like a bunch of bosses too. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. You can't unilaterally you know, make all the decisions, unfortunately. Right. Yeah. Well, that, <laughs> I mean, it's a really challenging role, right? And so launches are really challenging because like, I totally agree. Like you are the CEO of this effort, but you don't really have authority over all these other teams too, right? So how, how do you influence without, you know, authority in that situation? How do you get people on board when you, you can't exactly tell them what to do? What do you do there? Definitely bribery. Um, no, <laughs> <laughs> no it's, um, I, I do it too. I think that's great <laughs> advice. Like sometimes you got to trade some horses to get things done, right? <laughs> right. Totally. No, I think it starts with relationship building. And what I mean by that is not necessarily just getting to know everybody and going, get, getting, you know, coffee or a beer, which is obviously a lot harder during, you know, the era of COVID. Yeah. Um, but I think it's really about showing confidence in the game plan and making sure that everyone understands how important this initiative that you're working on is. So one thing that I've done to really make sure um, to influence uh, different teams is that I'll bring them in early, you know, share the plan with them, you know, depending on how you work. I like to just put a quick deck together that shows them all of the major things that you're trying to do, such as Know, who this launches for, what you're trying to say to them, the messaging, how you're going to accomplish it, you know, the fun stuff, like, you know, if you're going to have some kind of event or virtual connection or email marketing plan against your actual launch plan, and then the dates and why that's important and what, what needs to happen. And then having, you know, that list of people, your core group, making them really excited and part of the process and making sure that they're is a champion of the launch, especially for the bigger ones. I'm someone that's, you know, as close to the executive level as you can get, I think helps you get that buy-in and helps make sure that there, there are people there that can get the teams in line if you yourself don't feel like you have the authority. So I'd say to kind of sum that up, it would be kind of a bottoms up approach, you know, making sure that you're connecting individually with the core people on your team and that you have that top down approach with a champion or, you know, quote unquote, executive sponsor, where they can really be talking about it in meetings that you're not privy to, making sure that they're really well versed in the messaging and the, the talking points so they can get their teams rallied and making sure that they are great to uh, understand all the bits and pieces that are happening with this launch. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's really the only way to make it happen. There's, they're just, they're so cross-functional that you got to kind of go bottoms up and top down too. And I think that, um, you know, it's really important to go bottom up as well, just because, you know, I think some people's defaults are trying to get that top down buy-in, but, you know, I think that you need the, especially like, you know, the launches where that have been most successful for me, you need the marketing teams to not think about it as, oh, this is something that we're being required to do. Like you can turn, you know, maybe they have to do it. Um, 
because management is asking for it. But I think like if you do a good roadshow and if you go and you have an awesome meeting with that deck that you're talking about and everything in, in it, you can get people really excited about it. And then it kind of flips, you know, from something that it's like, oh, okay, well, we got this work handed to us to something that's like, oh, I can, I can do something really interesting here, creative here and really, really crush this. So that's great advice. A good roadshow can really set you up for success. Definitely. And I think even spending time with people that you might not normally think about spending a lot of time with. So for one example is your designers, you know, they're Mm -hmm. going to bring a lot to the launch. They might be responsible for the website, the deck, you know, and everything in between that. And so spending time and making sure they understand what is important about this launch, why it matters and why their contribution will really matter to this is so worth the effort. Otherwise I feel like there ends up being a, a lot of back and forth. And so think about the, the, you know, the team and who is going to be really integral to making your launch successful and just take the time and spend with them and make sure that they understand how important this is as well. So that the personal touch as well as that road show, I think goes really a long way. Yes. Yes. I think from, in my experience, it's been like the group that's not always on our you know list or in the launch plan is sales engineers like they're like this secret group inside of not a secret group people know who they are right but they're like the secret group that leads to successful launches inside of um hubspot just because if you prepare them and make them feel really good and knowledgeable about these new products that might be complicated the sales team can figure it out you know and like and it's it's a small group it's 10 or 15 people that if you sit down with for an hour and educate them like they're gonna uh they're going to make everything go smooth. So yeah, I think fig- trying to figure that out and identify those people is really smart. I love that. The secret teams. <laughs> yeah. You know, they're like, yeah, they're these designers are they like these little uh, hidden gems. Uh, okay. So there's, you're talking about a lot of um, stressful things. This sounds complicated. There's big global <laughs> launches, there's timelines, there's executives and all of this. A lot la- is a launch terrifying or is it fun? How do you, how do you balance that as like, you know, a, person who has to work on these like it you know in my experience it's kind of a roller coaster the job sometimes right like how do you think about that yeah totally I think that it can be both (laughs) so I mean for really big launches that you're working on you have a lot on the line and especially if it's one of the first ones that you've done and and you, you don't really know all the the pieces of it and what could potentially go wrong I think it can be a little bit terrifying. I mean, I'm sure you have your sort of war stories, but usually on a really big launch day, you are up at four in the morning, making sure that the timeline goes as planned, that the the website is up and there aren't any typos, that the press release goes on on the wire on the right time, that everyone has what they need, that you're ready on the Slack channel to answer all the questions. I mean, it's, it can be a lot of adrenaline and pretty terrifying, but I also think it's really fun in that way because it's finally the day where you can bring to life what you've been working on for so long. So, you know, there is that kind of celebratory moment. I think a lot of teams miss that, you know, especially virtually, you know, we're moving so fast that we don't take the time to actually celebrate and say, we did it. You know, we worked together over the course of the last months or years to really make this happen. So I think it can be really fun in that regard. And I think I'll share a little secret with everyone that has helped me a lot. And the fact of it is that something goes wrong with every single launch. Mm-hmm. So you might not love hearing that, but you know, out of the you know hundreds that I run, none of them really went perfectly. There's just there's too many cross-functional teams, there's too many tiny details that 
ultimately it's not going to go perfectly. So I think once you embrace that and really understand, okay, I'm not going for 100% perfection here. I'm going for, you know, getting this to be the best of that I can have it be, um, then it releases a little bit of the, the pressure that you might have on yourself and really trying to go back to, you know, the reasons why you did this launch in the first place. Who is it for? What are the goals you're trying to accomplish? And what are you trying to say about this product that's so meaningful? And if you hit those and get those really right, it's something that you can be really proud of. And if you have a typo, you won't beat yourself up so much. <laughs> Absolutely. It's such good advice. Yeah, I think it's it's never been the challenge for me. I am not a natural project manager and I'm sort of okay. You know, I'm uh, I'm comfortable in ambiguous situations, which maybe helps me out in product marketing. Um, But I definitely see that for some people. I mean, it also makes it challenging because project management is such a big part of a good launch. But um, yes, I see some people get so stressed out and like, you know, kind of beat themselves up a little bit when they're going through those first launches because it can feel so messy and at times and it can feel like things are off the rails. But I was talking to a guest about this a couple of weeks ago where sometimes it's like a force of will thing. You just have to keep momentum going and like, you know, keep the energy up and like push through certain issues. Um, because the other thing I found is that if you do let something that's a little bit broken or off the rails, like drag the whole launch down, then you're in real trouble, you know? So, um, you just got to push through it. <laughs> totally agree. Yeah. Don't, don't sweat the small stuff and just keep going. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So, okay. So let's say you are a, a young growing software company, for instance, like what's a good cadence for launches? Like how often do you do these big launches, small launches between how do you think, what's the right way to, um, how, what's the right cadence and timing of, of launches? Yeah, definitely. I think, you know, a good rule of thumb, especially for smaller companies is don't have more than one major launch a quarter. That's going to take a lot of energy from a lot of different people. I mean, lucky you, if you have that many cool, awesome products that are launching in that, you know, if they're launching every three months, that's awesome. But I think that it's really hard for the market and for, you know, the people that might publish your stories to take more than that. There's, there's a little bit of a fatigue. So Mm -hmm. I would think about it as kind of like a tent pole. Um, You have in a quarter or maybe every six month period, one launch that you're really driving towards and a good tool. If you have several that are coming out that are, are somewhat related is to bundle them together because you can get a lot more momentum with that. Customers can understand more of the story. You can have all of your resources rallying together on that. So I wouldn't try to inundate and say, okay, we're launching eight major initiatives this quarter because no one will care. It's just, it's hard for them to, um, to take it in. And you want, you want one story. What's the, you know, one thing you want them to take away from this three or six month period. Um, but I, you know, it would say, you know, we talked a little bit about tiering, um, Think about how, especially if you're, if you're at a B2B company, you can have, you know, five or 10 medium launches in between that. And those can be a little bit lighter weight. They could have, you know, one slide or one sheet or be, you know, a quick update to your website. It doesn't have to be the, the full launch plan for each of those. So it's not to say that you necessarily have to, you know, not release things. Of course, you know, you want to keep the momentum going, but you really just want to think about the energy that you're, you're getting everyone at the company to rally behind. Um, it really doesn't work if it's more than one a quarter. Yep. I, I am with you there. I think that, yeah, I've seen some companies try to do 
one a month or even more than that. And I, yeah, I think, um, you know, it shows sort of this like high speed momentum at first, but after a while, I think you just tune it out and it just be, I'm sure internally that's gotta be so fatiguing and I don't think it has a big impact. So yeah, you know, I think that fatigue is real and making sure that you give people the space to breathe, but then, but then you can come back with bigger launches, you know, and like those, like you're doing it once a quarter, you can make a pretty big, you can, you've got a couple of months to put together a pretty awesome campaign. So I think you can do that. And then also um, it's a good cadence where it's like, Oh, this, there's still momentum here. There's still lots of stuff coming in all the time, but then they're going to wow us, you know, once a quarter, which is exciting. So I like that. And then I would also say your point on bundling. I don't know if you have a chapter around this in, in the book you're working on, but like, I would love to learn more about it. I, and I think it's something that, maybe isn't talked about a lot, but this is some, something where PMMs can have a huge impact, I think, because anytime, you know, you go into a product situation and it's early, to me, there always seems like there's this opportunity for bundling where there's different products that maybe the PMs don't see as coming together in one story. Um, but I think, you know, a good PMM can come in and say like, Ooh, these, you know, these four products fit together in this one story or, this one product doesn't, but that's okay because it's more, you know, that whole, like, it's not exactly like pricing and packaging, but that kind of like product packaging and bundling, I think is, is really valuable. Have you, what's your experience with that, I guess? Yeah, definitely. So I, I approach it kind of in two ways and I have a a fun example of one that went really well. So I like to just look at the overall calendar of what is happening with events Um, you know, virtual or otherwise, what's happening with your major content initiatives and what's happening with your launch calendar. And when you have, if, you know, if you're not managing the product marketing team, if you can go, you know, to the person that is to kind of get that entire launch calendar together, you might start to see some connection points that might not have been so obvious when you're working on one product individual. So I just like to look at the plan overall And almost always you can start to see connections and say, okay, we're having this event in September. Why don't we have a story around, you know, faster insights or, you know, seamless integrations, all of these different things kind of point towards that. Let's bundle it around this event. They'll all be amplified for it. So I think looking at that calendar view really can help you understand how things bundle together kind of naturally. And then thinking about really what, what is the core, uh, you know, problem that these, launches are solving and how can we make a story around that even if it's affecting sort of a slightly different customer base or if it's affecting a different region I think that there's a way to tell the story together uh, more succinctly so think about the ways that you can be a little bit more concise and bring things together in in ways that aren't siloed and then so my last company it, it was a hundred person company called Social Chorus and they are in the workforce communication space and they're doing very well right now with, with everything happening with crisis communications and COVID because they, they reach huge companies that have hundreds of thousands of employees and really make sure that they are informed with what the company is saying. And as you can imagine, there are so many changes happening. It's a really important company to be out there right now. And when I started with them last summer, they didn't really, or two summers ago rather, they didn't have a, a strong product marketing plan in place and they hadn't really had that launch cadence. And they actually had kind of a backlog of amazing things that they had done that really made the life of their practitioner, who we called the communicator, 
they really made the communicator's life so much easier and made them able to reach their you know, hundreds of thousands of employees in a much more seamless way. So um, I pulled together a bunch of different things that, that seemed a little bit disparate and we called them together the innovation lab. So the story was really about how engineering and product have been hard at work building all of these different features that would help the communicator do their job better. And it was really, really well received. I mean, it, we got pressed about it. We actually won an award for the launch at the Amplitude Conference in um, that year because of how we brought it ever together and because it was actually able to drive real conversion results on those feature adoptions. We were able to see a huge increase because we bundled it together and we were able to tell the story. We had tons of assets around it. So the, the thing that was cool about that is there wasn't really a connection between the features per se, except for that they all were solving the same problem. So really encourage you as product marketers to take a look at how can we bring things together that yes, they're, they're doing, they're solving potentially different uh, problems in a different way, but are they ultimately helping one of your personas or are they ultimately going towards the same goal? So there's connections that come together and patterns you might see if you lay it all out. And um, yeah, I think it's, it's a really, really effective way to go to market. Love that story. That, and that is, that's great product marketing. That is, you took a bunch of products that seem disconnected. You brought them together in this umbrella into this single, you know, that to me uh, is why we're on, you know, why companies should hire us. Right. Because I think the alternative there is that, you know, you, you're missing out on so much and you're able to bring that all together and not just make it an update, but make it, you know, a, an interesting campaign that packaged all this together. So somehow the time has really slipped away here. So I'm not surprised by that because there's a lot to get into with products launches, but I really appreciate you coming on the show and we should uh, definitely do this again soon, but thank you for coming to chat. Thanks, Marcus. It's been a pleasure. I love talking about product launches, so anytime. That was part one of product launches with Mary Sheehan and Adobe. Like I said, this conversation, there was a lot to get in here and we went a little bit over, so we split this one into two parts. So thanks for listening to part one and we'll be back next week with part two. See you then. Uh, but it's all right.